0: Hi, my name is Anthony Simone, and this is the Yen Podcast, and you're listening to Entrepreneur's Island, which is that island that many entrepreneurs and small business owners place themselves on because they're convinced their problems are unique and no one can help. This podcast is all about sharing those problems, those very common problems, and offering solutions. If you have been listening since the beginning or have gone back to listen to all my episodes, you will notice an improvement in sound quality after episode number four. The reason for that is because of my friend, Kevin Lutens, who when he's not running his very successful full-time business, he is working on his side business as an editor and producer of music He heard my podcast and said, Tony, let me create some music and edit your podcast so it sounds professional every time. Kevin, you're awesome. Now my podcast sounds better than ever. Kevin refuses to get paid. He's doing it because he absolutely loves it. That's a sign of an entrepreneur. And that's a great segue into today's episode. Hundreds of years ago, Sailors were very familiar with the sudden and unpredictable temperament of the sea. The surface of the sea could be flat and calm one minute, and extremely rough, wavy, and life-threatening the next minute. This was known as a sea change. C spelled S-E-A. Sailors today are now equipped with plenty of technological tools to prevent getting caught in a literal sea change. But the term sea change is now commonly used to mean any sudden and dramatic transformation. In the business world, I hear this term often. Usually I'll hear it on CNBC or read it in the Wall Street Journal when there's a discussion about a company or a person that created a new technology or a new idea which suddenly and dramatically changed the dynamics of a whole industry. Examples of some sea changes include the personal computer coming on the scene and replacing the typewriter, email wiping out the need to handwrite letters which also dramatically reduced one of the postal service's largest revenue streams, Cell phones replaced the landline and severely changed the telecom industry. Laptop computers and mobile wireless computing upended the desktop computer market and also decreased the amount of office space needed by companies. Smartphones replaced cell phones, PDAs, cameras, and GPS devices, and cloud computing is replacing the need for in-house servers. Let's go back in time a little bit further. The automobile replaced the horse trade, the buggy whip industry, and was the catalyst for better roads which eventually created highways reaching across the country and mobilizing people like never before. Air conditioning made manufacturing viable in every southern U.S. state. Air conditioning made countries all over the world economic engines because with air conditioning, multinational companies could build large manufacturing plants in areas with very low labor wage rates that up to that point were not viable due to the excessive heat in that country. This sea change upended the grip unions had on manufacturing, especially in the northeast region of the United States. You could argue that air conditioning was one of the single greatest reasons for the exodus of people out of the Rust Belt states for decades. The ironic thing about air conditioning is that Willis Carrier invented it in Buffalo, New York. Why do I know that? Because it happens to be the headquarters for this podcast, the Yen Podcast. So basically, a Buffalonian, yes, that's what we call ourselves, was responsible for the demise of the decades and decades of lost population in Buffalo. There we go again, Buffalo. We're shooting ourselves in the foot. Like those four Super Bowls we lost weren't enough. But that's all right, Buffalo. What doesn't kill us makes us stronger, right? After all those decades, we are finally turning the corner. There is no better place to be. Than next to one of the largest freshwater lakes in the world on a beautiful summer day. All of these sea changes in technology were created by entrepreneurial thinking. Entrepreneurial thinking is always having the mindset to solve problems. Entrepreneurs want to solve problems. And they do that by creating new and exciting products and services. They don't do it for the money. They don't ever chase the money. I want you to hear this loud and clear. In fact, Kevin, just give me a little beat on this one. Entrepreneurs don't chase the money. They don't chase the money. Say it. Don't chase the money. Don't chase the money. Don't chase the money. money. Let the money and opportunity chase you. That is what the most successful entrepreneurs do. Entrepreneurs also realize that their most valuable resource is time. And nothing burns more of your time than when you chase money. When you create something, when you actually solve a problem by creating products or services and good, free content the money and other opportunities will follow. Albert Einstein understood that and said it best by saying, Try not to become a man of success, but rather try to become a man of value. Become a man of value. Become a woman of value. Become an entrepreneur. Do you think Albert Einstein chased money? I'm kind of embarrassed to even ask the question. Einstein never cared about nor chased money. But money, and more importantly, opportunity, never stopped chasing him. So what's their secret? How do we get started on the path of thinking and acting like an entrepreneur? Well, the good news is entrepreneurial thinking can be learned. You can make the habit of becoming entrepreneurial. The first step to becoming an entrepreneur, the first step to making a C change, is to first make a C change. A letter C change, that is. We need to stop being reactors and start being creators. So we need to make a C change. Take the letter C out of reactor and move it to the front of the word and you spell creator. It's time to get off the couch. Let's begin creating. Okay, here's the steps to take. First, think about your day. Does it sound somewhat repetitive like this? Get up in the morning, eat some breakfast, get some coffee, drive to work, work your 8 to 10 hours, drive home, eat dinner, watch TV or screw around on the internet, go to bed. Get up the next morning and repeat until you've created such a rut in your routine, you can't get out. That's the definition of a reactor. And face it, many of us are reactors. It's a lot easier to sit on the couch and watch others create and be entertained by their creations or criticize when they fail or tell everyone how we would do it differently. It's easier to be a reactor because then we never put ourselves in a position to fail which of course means we never put ourselves in a position to succeed or grow or help others either. How do we go from being a reactor to becoming a creator? First, we need to begin breaking the bad habits we have fallen into and get out of that daily rut. So start small. As I mentioned, entrepreneurs recognize that their time is their most valuable asset, so our first step is to become more mindful of the time that we waste. I was recently talking to my friend Brian, and he was sharing a story about his niece Claire. Claire recently graduated as a PhD. As he was congratulating Claire for a job well done, he asked her how many hours it took over that five-year period to accomplish that goal. She thought about it for a minute and said it was about 12,000 hours. And then Brian, being the numbers guy that he is, calculated the amount of time over that five-year period that he spent watching various sporting events on TV or on the Internet and realized that was about 6,000 hours. And then he thought to himself, I could have been halfway to completing a PhD if I wasn't just sitting there watching sports. And that was it for Brian. That was his aha moment. He became more mindful of the time he was wasting away and he took advantage of that. He doesn't sit in front of the TV anymore. So step one, become more mindful of the time you are spending on the internet or in front of the TV or whatever that wasteful time is. Become more mindful of that. Step two, now that you're more mindful of your time, take just five to ten minutes per day. And create the habit of writing on a notepad or in a computer a list of skills and hobbies that you enjoy or are passionate about. Just list everything. Everything from your work skills to your hobbies, whatever it is. Trust me, there's something that you do that you're passionate about that you can take to the next step. Step 3. Take that list of passions and skills and use more of that time you were wasting to create something. For instance, as I just discussed, my friend Brian loves watching sports and he has a very thought-out opinion on these sports. Share those opinions in a blog or create a podcast. If you're an artist, draw or paint something and share it with others. If you have an expertise or a skill that people just can't seem to learn in school, create your own class or create a presentation and share it with the world on the internet and teach. It's unlimited what you can create, but whatever you do, create it because you love it. And remember, don't chase the money. Step four, share it with one trusted friend. Whoever that person is that you know is going to love it, no matter what. Someone that will support you. And then ask them for advice as to how to make it better. And then step five. Share it with a select group or all of your Facebook friends. Don't be afraid. See what kind of response you get. Tell them what you're trying to accomplish and ask for them to offer constructive criticism. Enjoy all of the positive feedback you get and use that as fuel to create more. That's what entrepreneurs do. Creating is a rush. It's a rush of adrenaline. It's a rush of endorphins. It's an awesome feeling. See where it takes you. Believe it or not, there are people out there that are waiting to be inspired by your creation. And believe me, I love hearing the feedback from you for this podcast. It makes me energized to make the next one, and I love the power of the Internet. I love it. This podcast is regularly listened by people in Japan, in Germany, in the Philippines, in China. I would never have guessed that would happen. By the way, I want to thank all of you in those countries for listening. I really do. And speaking of China, there's a Chinese proverb that says the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is right now. These five simple steps will get you off the couch and on your way to thinking like an entrepreneur. Now, I know what you're thinking. You may never cause a sea change that disrupts an industry like the automobile or the smartphone or something like that, but you will do something even greater. You will make a sea change in your life and it all starts with making a sea change. Stop reacting. Start creating today. Once again, I want to thank you for listening and I would like you to know I now have a website that helps me learn from you. I have lots of stories and experiences with entrepreneurs and small businesses, and I would love to hear your comments and suggestions for future topics. My website is youretheexpertnow.com. Your is spelled Y-O-U-R-E. I look forward to hearing from you, and I hope you have a great day.